we are back. New York Sports Exchange episode number 18. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are dead. I hate Crosby. I hate Malkin. I hate Latang. I hate Gensel. I hate Rodriguez. I hate Deming. I hate Deming. I hate everyone. Brian Russ had a hell of a series. And they can, yeah. But I don't care. Now that it's over, but fuck them. That was the coolest goal I've ever seen. That Gensel goal. Yeah, that was that was that was ridiculous. Oh my god, he kicked it off a rebound and batted it out of the air. I know it at this point. While he was skating, and it means nothing now, which is like even funnier because it was like it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but we got a lot to talk about. The conference semifinals are set up with the final eight teams, and the Sons com- frauds. and the NBA conference finals are set up with the final four teams. Suns are frauds. Bucks are frauds. It is the Mavericks and the Warriors, and the Heat and the Celtics. Game one for the Heat and the Celtics was last night. We will get into that. Uh, the Yankees and the Mets—they are. Still rolling. Not nothing much really to to, much to talk about. The Browns nothing, making some progress. Nothing really much to complain about. Uh, the NFL schedule is out. We went over the Giants' schedule last week. Tim, I looked over the Jets. I'm thinking they have at least nine wins this year. Wow, that's a, so lot that's of a bold take. Jets that is a bold play. take. So let's get started. The New York Rangers come back down three one to take down the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I think this is I think this is the most happy I've I'm riding a high. Oh, I feel I feel great. I am so happy about it. I I can't believe it. Twice to the Rangers. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's ridiculous. And if you follow me on Twitter at Dan Layton Twelve, uh, you, <laughs> so, you just plug your Twitter. <laughs> Do you just plug the Twitters? Then? Follow us on Twitter at New York Sports Exchange. <laughs> no, wait, let's go back to that. <laughs> you just plugged your own Twitter. <laughs> You're like, you're like, yo, shoot me a follow, Dan Layton twelve. Like, plug the Twitter account. What? I gotta, I gotta. I don't even know my Twitter. Do I. I gotta grow my following somehow. <laughs> but yeah, if you fo- if you follow me and saw that I was watching games five, six, and seven from my local CVS pharmacy parking lot, I willed the Rangers to victory. CVS willed the Rangers to victory, and. CVS give us the give, I'm, give everyone the uh, whole rundown though. What, uh, what happened? I'm here in this country. CVS parking lot. So basically, I was. Don't a, bring it back to Duke. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. I won't bring it back to Duke. But anyway, for games one, two, three, and four, I was at school, and I have a theory that when I'm at school, my teams don't do well, including Duke and the Yankees and the Giants. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> so. Basically, I my friend shout out to my friend Caitlin. She was on the CVS journey with me, and uh, we basically had a strategy. We listened to the radio for Game Five for the first period, and then they were down to nothing, and then we turned it off because we're like, "Oh fuck, it's over," and then they tied it up, and then so we didn't go. We went the entirety of the second period not knowing what happened. And then the third period came along. We found out it was tied. So then we parked at CVS and watched the game on MSG Go. And then they won. And then we did the same thing for game six. And then saw the Kreider goal. That puck was in the air for like a good hour. And then, and then we did it. And then and then we did it for game seven. And and euphoria just ensued. 
a lot of late night CBS parking lots staying with a woman. I mean, <laughs> she has a boy. She has a boyfriend. So I, I, I don't. <laughs> Again, Stan, you can't make a play at anyone here. What, Me- what? Messi's in the MLS. Just remember that. <laughs> can I make a sports reference? Oh shit! Uh-oh. Just because there's a goalie does not mean you can't score. Stan. <laughs> Quote it. Caitlin, that was a joke. <laughs> Let the record let, 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 let the, the rec- let the record be known. Yeah, but uh, I'll give you a quick handy in the second. You It's your problem. Uh, no lube, sandpaper, finish, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Caitlin, that was a joke. Yeah, we're joking, Caitlin. You're you're disgusting, Tim. But anyway, so funny. <laughs> the ra- I mean, so now the Rangers play the Hurricanes, who just came out of a seven game series against the. <laughs> Over there. You know what I just said. What did you say? Just leave it. Move on. No, 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 no. no. It's not a big deal. It'd be no, back no, to the Caitlin no. thing. Just move it on. Matter. It was a joke. You're all weird. Isn't everyone weird, though? In their own ways? Bazinga. <laughs> Beard. <laughs> Alright, Stan. Oh, oh my forward. god. <laughs> the Bruins, the, the Hurricanes beat the Bruins in seven, and I. I only saw Game Seven, and it's it felt like the Hurricanes just controlled the momentum for that entire just game. The better team. I mean, you go back that whole series; they were just a more deep team. Shout out to Boston; they played a hell of a series. But yeah. I mean, Bo- they they probably they probably uh, Coach K probably sent Boston. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should probably sent him like a he sent the Hurricanes a hype up video, and they were just going after Shut it. Shut the fuck up. Coach K was like, Boston, I swear, if you guys win. <laughs> I'll, I'll suck you all. I'll suck you off. <laughs> oh my god! But like, I don't know. Like Hurricanes are just—they were just a, a better team up and down their lineup. They had more skilled guys. I mean, they—I guess physicality is more Boston's game, but they kind of steered away from that in Game One. Oh my god! They got back guys, to it, guys. You're not gonna like this. We gotta restart again. <laughs> I forgot to promote Bomb Sports. Just promote it now. <laughs> Well, I just said we have to restart, so I mean... We just, we'll just cut that out. No, leave it in. I like the unedited version. No, 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 no. <laughs> For anyone listening now, I mean, obviously you wouldn't have stopped. We have an interview coming up in the middle of the podcast we're going to get to. Stan, if you'd like to plug it now. <laughs> we're with Palm Sports. So that is going to be a very fun interview, so be sure to check it out. Okay. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, I am. Jump back into it. <laughs> yeah, we're jumping back into it. Anyway, so. Hurricanes were the better team. It's going to be an interesting series now with the Rangers-Hurricanes because they play the same style of hockey. I think Hurricanes are a little more skilled defensively, but Rangers definitely have the better goaltending, so it's just going to come down to, you know, how they both play. Yeah. You just, just gotta it's very evenly matched. Play, play hard on defense. Like, yeah. I mean, it's during, just, during that Pittsburgh series, it just seemed like... Whenever the pucks would get deep in the zone, they just wouldn't fight. And yeah, stand there. Carolina's a hell of a four-checking team. It's just going to be an interesting series. It, it's a lot of youth. There's a lot of veterans. I'm so. fully and mentally prepared to die this series. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be a tough one. So it should be interesting. Uh, uh, but I do I do. Florida Panthers say, are pretenders. Oh, oh, I, before that, <laughs> I do want to say, my cousin's husband is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And he is one of the nicest people I think I've ever met in my life. But I do have to say this. He took off work on Sunday. He's a police officer. He took off work on Sunday for the game. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. Well, was it worth it? Probably not. It's a judgment call, Stan. It is a judgment call. But I do have to say, I will go on my rant on the Florida Panthers right now. Uh, The Florida Panthers lost game one to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. We're recording recording this on on Wednesday. Wednesday, What did they? All right, they they beat... 
the this Capitals. Is, this is going to come out on Thursday. Yeah, but they beat so they beat Washington in a six-game series. Washington had no business, especially with the fucking uh, President Trophy winner, even competing in that series. And the fact they took it a six just showed that Florida is so so much a pretender. Like they're not yeah. even to compare to these other teams. Yeah, they're, they're frauds. Not even close. Yeah, they're frauds. Well, I for those of you who follow the gambling account at NYSE Gambling, Stan is hot. I, I am hot, but I did have the Panthers covering a minus one and a half spread only because, one, they had more rest than the Lightning, and Braden Point was out. So oh I was God, like, okay. That, his hip exploded. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. I When I saw him go down, I was like, holy fuck, like, Jesus, your hip. Like, how, he dislocated it at least, and then he came back in the second by I don't know how. But again, they don't test anything. And I like, they were probably juicing the fuck out of them. They were like, here, take three of these and we'll shoot up your hip and send them on the bench. Yeah, so that's probably. That's couldn't probably walk still. That's but, probably what it was. Yeah, but. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but just the, it, like the first like 30 seconds of the game, the Lightning were already in the power play. And like eventually it was going to catch up to them. But then they scored. But like the Panthers were giving up too many penalties. And they were sloppy. Not only were they sloppy on even strength, they were sloppy on the power play too. They're just they play this run and gun style of hockey, which works if you're playing like a non structured team. Like Washington kind of exposed them in game one. You know they they had a little more energy, a little more jump in the rest of the series. But when you're playing a team that's you know not well structured and you can get behind the defense easily and you can let up four or five goals if you're gonna score six. So I mean that's the style they really like to stick to, and that just doesn't work in playoff hockey. It really doesn't unless especially against the Lightning. Two straight cups. This is a team that's been there, done that, and you have to adapt your style of play. And I'm wondering if they're going to see that in game two, but I really don't think they are. They they are not. I don't. It's not that I hate their lineup. I just think defensively they're not great. Goaltending is hit or miss with Bobrovsky. I mean, he's either the best of the best or he's very average. And they're just going against a really like. I mean, this is a nightmare matchup for them. They're going against a very well structured team, a great coach in John Cooper. They have a bunch of guys who've been there, done that, and they obviously won a three-peat. And Nikita Kucherov's heating up. I mean, he had such a sick pass last night. Yeah, that play was ridiculous. I mean, he he sets it up, and once you get once these guys get going, it's really hard for them to like, you know, slow down. So it's going to be interesting. Just I don't know how they're going to rebound. I don't see this being a sweep, but I definitely could see you know the Lightning taking this in six easily. I think they're a much better team. I think up and down their lineup, they they have better depth, especially guys like Nick Paul producing. And, you know, Hagel, they added him. When he gets hot, he's a great goal scorer. Stamkos had a hell of a year. Victor Hedman's a great defenseman. So is Mikhail Sergachev. I mean, they have the whole, all the tools just, to win. Yeah, they just and have studs on Exactly, and Vasilevsky yeah. is just the world leader. Yeah. And the fact that he's heating up is just a nightmare fuel for Florida. So I don't see them winning the series, and they are, I just don't see them competing with a team like Tampa Bay. I just don't. Yeah. And it happens every year. I mean, it happened last year, and Tampa beat them. I think they beat them this year. So uh, I know you said lightning in six. Uh, what's your call for the, for the Rangers-Hurricanes? I'm not going to take offense to this, by Don't the way. take offense. I think it, it's either going to go, it's six or seven, 100%. I don't, it, it's, it really all depends on how, I have to see game one before I can make a judgment call because it really all depends on how uh, Shesterkin plays. Because if he plays like he did last year, I think they lose in six. He was not great. I mean, a couple of those I feel games, like that triple overtime game kind of screwed him. Right, but a couple of those games he was, you know, a little shaky, especially when he went away, and these, this Carolina Stadium is going to be rocking. Yeah, it always now that is. They, yeah, they're loud. Now that they ban Ranger, 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 they ban Ranger. All these fans. down south teams, all the down south teams do it. The Lightning did it to the Islanders last year. They yeah, but the like, guys. you don't think like you don't think there's like Ranger fans in North Carolina. Like, there's Ranger fans and there's Ranger fans there. everywhere. But like, the only issue is they know people in New York are going to travel. 
Like, yeah. That's what they know they're going to travel. So when... Right, so then yeah. they're, they're not going to let these guys come in and take over stadiums, which they easily could. Yeah. And, I mean, it, if they can... Pittsburgh was just abusing Shesterkin. I mean, the, the whole thing was against <laughs> Igor, yeah. Yeah, so I, if Carolina kind of does the same thing, it might be, an, it might be you know, difficult for the Rangers to make a bounce back, especially with how good this team is, because they're much better than... Pittsburgh. I can honestly see them being louder than Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, like, and they're a much better team than Pittsburgh. I mean, they really are up and down. They have the only difference is Sidney Crosby. Really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to go out west. Uh, the Flames and the Stars. Flames winning overtime in Game Seven, but I think the real story out of this is Ottinger. It's unbelievable. Like uh, they had no business being in the series. I mean, he made sixty-five saves in that game, and they lost. And they had twenty-five shots on goal. I mean, they lost in, was it double or single overtime? It was, uh, I think it was double overtime, I believe. It I was, wrong. it was just like, I don't know. He was so good, just unbelievably talented goalie. He's a young guy. He's going to be the backbone of this team for a long time. He regular just, overtime. Yeah, regular. But he played phenomenal in that, and they have no business being in that series. And the only reason they were was because of him. So, I mean, shout out to him. But now it's Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah, uh, the... Oilers took down our Kings, unfortunately. <laughs> that was disappointing. That was good sad. series for LA. They're a young team and they have some veterans. They'll bounce back. Goaltending might be a little weird, but they'll bounce back. Yeah. Um, I the bat the uh, I saw on Twitter someone said there's the Battle of Florida, and then there's the Battle of Canadian Florida. Yeah, the with uh, Edmonton and, and the Battle of Alberta. Uh, I, I know nothing about. I I don't. I don't really know much about Canada. I'm guessing that like Alberta is like the warmest part of uh, Canada. Flames and six. Flames and six. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be fun to watch. Though. I, 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 that's, that is gonna be a fun series. They really hate Matthew Kachuk. Like every Oiler hates. I mean, why? How couldn't you? He's such a like a little douchebag, but he's so fun to watch and he's so skilled. So like, yeah, but then they got Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey, Mister New York or Jersey, whatever. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Until he comes to the Islanders, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then game one last night for uh, Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado takes down St. Louis in overtime. Listen, a lot of people think St. Louis can beat Colorado. They can. No. <laughs> no. I just I think that if it wasn't for Jordan Jordan Biddington, that game would have been a blowout. One hundred percent. Like, like not even close. I was seeing some of the saves he was making. It was, they were they were ridiculous. Like I I couldn't believe. And it just, it just like it makes sense too because like the guy, the guys are very he's well, playoff experience. The guys the guys are Stanley Cup, right? I mean, but he wasn't even starting to go in this playoffs. Billy Huso was the star, and they just, they took him out because he started to cool down. And you bring in Bennington, and my God, that glove save he made last night where he literally dove across the net and just stopped it. Like I mean, yeah. he literally just trapped yeah. the puck perfectly. He, I mean, he heats up. He he's won a cup, so he's been there. Yeah, he's, he's been done there. that. He, he's just one of those guys. Like, do I look nervous? <laughs> Did I look nervous to you in those interviews? I mean, he, he's yeah. got everything, the charisma. He pisses me off because he gets a little frustrated sometimes. You don't want to see that in a goalie, especially a guy who's, you know, you need you need to rely on a guy and a goalie where they're not really, you don't want to see him show their emotion especially too much. Especially in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. You want to be calm, cool, and collective. And if your goalie is, then you feel more, you know. Like, I've played some games with teams where my goalie was struggling, and, you know, you it's a back-of-your-mind thing. You're like, wow, I really got to, you know, I got to, Play less offensive. We we really got to play defensively structured. I got to block more shots. I got to get the puck out of that. You can't really get anything going because you have no trust in your netminder. When you have that trust, it's a completely different feel. I mean, you you're like, all right, I'm confident that say I make a little bit of a mistake, he'll cover me, make the save, and we'll be fine. You know, you're playing less stiff. You know, you're more loose when you can trust your goalie, and that's obviously what the Blues were in that series when they took down 
Minnesota, but I don't see them beating Colorado. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't, I, and the more I watch Colorado, abs the more fi- it's like abs in five, abs in six, abs, abs in four, abs in six. No, five. I think I think they steal one. St. Louis okay. one. But like gentleman sweep. Yeah, I I just I look at this abs team. I honestly God, like I think Tampa gives them a good game, but I don't I don't know if any team could beat them. Like to, if I'm being dead honest with you, they are just so skilled. Until someone could figure out how to yeah. get behind this fast-paced offense and this structured defense, it's like, I, I don't know. Unless they, some team can wear them down. If you can wear it down a team, because guys like McCarr, if you can get in his head, and like McKinnon, I mean McKinnon won't back down. He's a fucking, he's a Clydesdale. That guy's huge. He's um, yeah. If you could wear down some of these younger guys, especially in the back end, they're not huge defensemen, but say you get a couple big hits on them, and now in the back of their head they're, you know they're making quicker plays because they're they're nervous. They're more like, oh yeah, come. more mistakes come because if you're if you're nervous, you're gonna get killed. And you're like, I gotta get this puck off my stick. If they start doing plays like that and they turn the puck over in their own zone, I could see it happening. But I mean, again, it all comes down to who's the more structured team in the playoffs, really, because mistakes will kill you. I mean, you look. I'm not. I don't want to bring us back to the Islanders, but they are were the least skilled team in the playoffs last year. Like, yeah, 100. percent and they were just so played so structurally and they were, well. And they were went away from going the same way. Right, and they played so structurally well that it was just like takeaways and every opportunity you have, if you can capitalize, you're going to be successful. They basically just like went back to the basics. Baby. Right, and that's what happens. And when, when you look at some of these really high-skilled teams, they kind of stray away from that a little bit just because like, you know, they're so, I, I guess you're just so skilled that in your head you're like, I can make all these plays. I don't need to be so, you know... I don't need to make the simple play. I can do this. I could skate through all these guys. Sometimes yeah. you overdo it, turn the puck over, and you get back to these. You know, like Tampa, they go, they play. They are such a high skilled team, but they play such a basic, simple chip and chase. We get the puck, we retrieve it. Now we have possession. Some of these guys, like you see, McCarr loves to take the puck in his own. If you can get in his head, and you could stop him at that blue line. He could, you know, force him to make a bad mistake. Where instead of chipping it in, he just turns it over. Yeah. Then you'll be successful against them. Right now, I haven't seen a team do it. We'll see what happens. It's just, it's just like Ooh. those little things. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Exactly. I do have some Rangers news. Uh, Gerard Gallant just got out of his press conference. Uh, Sammy Blay was involved in uh, the morning skate in a non-contact jersey, but Gallant just said that he would not rule out Blay for the playoffs. So he might be he might be coming back, and that's huge. That's, that's yeah. Because he was a big loss for them. So Lane Lambert's new head coach. Oh yeah, Lane Lambert <laughs> just got hired. Did who'd you you said Lambert? Last yeah, week, he's right? the assistant coach. Everyone yeah. knew he was going to be hired. <laughs> so, not not really a big deal. There, there's your hockey news. We will, we will get to basketball right now. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are frauds. I, I, as much as I like, I, I said that, <laughs> and I, I said it, and I kept saying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate Pat Bev. <laughs> wow. I hate Patrick Beverly. Uh, saying well, that Chris Paul is a traffic cone. Because he I, is. And I, <laughs> like he's just not. Shout like, out Kevin Daly. I know he loved that. I know he hates Chris Paul. I I was I, I was a Chris Paul hater too in the first series, and now I'm like sitting back. I'm like Pat Bev, you were out of the playoffs. How long has he been out of the playoffs? A couple months. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. You were a ten, you were a playing game, and you didn't win. So just shut up. They they made it to the first round. Oh, they did. Right, you're right. Yeah, they yeah. made it to the first round. You lost the Grizzlies. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate Pat Bev. I hate him. But like I, th- I think that uh, uh, just getting you're the one you're the one seed at home, Luka Doncic. That's all it is. And you lose by like like 
Luka Doncic had, no. had the same number of points yeah. as the Suns did at halftime. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't even you lose the maps. You lost to Luka Doncic. Like, you literally and lost. And Din- Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie had a good game, too. 30 points, but that's because, no, what do you, they double-teamed Luka, so who's guarding Dinwiddie? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it just goes to prove, I mean, like, I I, I honestly thought that they were going to, I'm a fool for, say, for thinking this, but I'm just going to say it out in the open. I thought they were... I thought they weren't going to do much when they traded Porzingis. Same. I didn't think they, I, we were saying this too. I didn't. I thought they were completely out of the series. Completely. Yeah. But now, the the Mavs are. The the Mavs are four wins away from uh, from going to the finals, which which sounds ridiculous to say, but like I just I I find that I I. I don't know. I think the Warriors do pull it out in six. Like, like I said. Yeah, I think. I know we say this every episode now, but like they're like the Patriots. You don't want to run into them in the playoffs. They might win the NBA finals. Dude, also some more NBA news. Like, Kyrie came out and said it. He's like, I messed up in Cleveland. Yeah, you messed up in Cleveland. Like, now Uh, you. I don't care. Salty Cavs fan. I don't care (laughs) if you want to be the big, bigger man now and be like, we could have won more championships. Yeah, you could have won more championships. (laughs) Might still be there right now with LeBron if you stuck. Such a fucking asshole for leaving. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, but I I feel that. uh, Yeah, I just feel like you can't bring up Golden State without Cleveland. Yeah, well, you can. Well, but, I think I think Golden State is going uh, to lose in the NBA Finals. Wh- wow! But I think they beat the Mavs in seven. To who? The in seven? State? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think I do want to go. So who do you think's making it? Out of we're going. We're going east. I think the Celtics make it out, but the Heat did just stun them. Yeah. But I think. But Horford and Smart, Smart were, out. were out, which is and they're they're back now. And well, no, because they were they were on like. Well, Horford might miss game two because I don't think Horford. I don't it think was Hor- sickness, right? Wasn't in- he COVID? They both had COVID. Smart had his injury. Horford had COVID. Horford's but the problem is, is that I don't think Horford is boosted. So, and then Jalen Brown's unvaccinated. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if they get if they run into COVID trouble, then Heat and five because you, as we saw in last year, you need to stop Bam, and you need center down there and Al Horford is a menace to society yeah that man is ageless <laughs> how many years have we been saying oh, you need another center you're done like Al Horford's just been how old is he now 40 no he's not 40 38 he has to be upper 30s I do think he's in the upper 30s but I don't think he's like that old he's elite he is he's 35 no oh, I thought he was like 38 never mind no. Al Horford's doing a great job down low for this team but you really need Marcus Bard he was the defensive player of the year for a reason he will be your defensive player that is going to shut down Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went off last night. That's what I'm saying. You need Marcus yeah. Smart back. Like, you need him back. The bubble was no joke. <laughs> but now I'm Rachel think, Nichols was no joke. <laughs> and I've been saying I thought the winner of the Celtics Bucks series is going to go to the finals. Even if the Heat, if the Heat go to the finals, I think they lose to Golden State. That's my prediction. Okay. I don't think they beat Golden State. I is, think Golden State just going to torch them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Know. I I don't think they have anyone to stop Steph. You know who had a great game too, and completely out of nowhere, and because I didn't, I don't really think I watched like a Heat series that much, other than like maybe like the one game where they played the Sixers. But Gabe Vincent, oh god, who like <laughs> the guy couldn't miss. I don't even know. He had like seventeen points, and like I don't think he missed a shot. Well, yeah, I mean, I did not even, I didn't even see his stat line. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like they. I, again, I think if every Celtics player comes back, though, 
because the fact that the game was still kind of close, like it wasn't terrible. It was like an eleven point win, right? Yeah, and they were so depleted. Well, that third quarter, right? Was but huge the, for them. Celtics were still depleted. Like I mean, I don't know. I don't count. I if they come back six, they win in six. If everyone comes back, with even without Horford, if Smart just comes back, I think they take game two. Okay. Uh, I do want to get to the draft lottery. The Orlando Magic have the number one pick. The New Chet York Holmgren. Knicks had the 11th pick. And here is my hot take on Chet Holmgren. He drops the three. No, I don't think I don't think he's going to be good. Oh, no, I don't think he's going to be good either. No. He's too skinny. He's too skinny. He's he like he's an, he's an anorexic Tyler Hero. I don't, I, yeah, I don't understand his play style, to be honest with you. Because if he, if he wants to play down low, he's going to get bullied. That's just plain and simple. Yeah, but I mean, he, I haven't seen Mo Bamba even touch... Do, do much at all yeah and that was supposed to be he was supposed to be like the guy same style almost the same style of play because Sheck West was all about him yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Chet Holmgren is supposed to be not similar but like he's kind of the same frame I mean he he can move like a guard but like it's just like I don't he, know I don't see I don't see him being so successful in the league yeah but the Knicks do have the 11th pick Everyone was, like, freaking out that they got the 11th pick. I kind of, like, expected it. Who do you think they're going to take? Uh, I think I love Jalen Duran from Memphis. But if he's not on the board, I can definitely see them going guard like Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky. That would be a good pick. Or if they still go big, I wouldn't mind Mark Williams from Duke. Because he... What? Uh, no, li- realistically, he's like going top 15. But why would they go big? I mean, they, they got... Mitchell Robinson's a free agent. So yeah, like they're going go. to lock him up. If you don't lock up Mitchell Robinson, this team's screwed. Plain and simple. Yeah, but like honestly, if they, they get a rookie, I don't think they're going to play him much because Tom Thibodeau's a war criminal. <laughs> but the top four, I, I, I do feel bad for Pistons fans because I think that this was their time. This I know they got Cade Cunningham last year, but this was their time. I think... When they were projected to go top four, they ended up getting the fifth pick. Well, that happened to Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. And they ended up... 14. Oh, well, they, this was... Or 15. Expected. 14. They're 14. 14? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we expected that. They were the best of the worst. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, Johnny Davis, I hope he falls. Johnny Davis. That's the guy I'm thinking. Wow. Johnny Davis falls. Johnny Davis. I mean, they need they need to... I, listen, Okoro is decent defensively. He's very good defender, but like he is terrible at scoring the basketball, and they need a wing that could play almost both sides. And I feel like Johnny Davis could add a little more scoring because when it comes back now, Markinen's going to be. I mean, if they they lock up Sexton, yeah. Now the one two is going to be Garland Sexton. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to play a Coro at the at the small forward. I would imagine because they were playing him at the two, and I would, and if they take him out defensively, I think they're a much worse team. You put Markin as the backup power forward. Now you're running. Mobley, Allen. Yeah. Now the second unit's going to be Markinen, Caleb at the uh, the five, or you could you could flip flop. Yeah. Caleb five. I mean, uh, Johnny Davis. You throw him in there. Who's? I mean, they hopefully they sign Rubio. Rubio comes back. Now you got Rubio point. Yeah. And you're throwing Lavert, and that's a great second unit. I'd be happy with that second unit. Yeah. So uh, they they got a. I don't know. Interesting draft. They they need just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Yeah. Get another, over the hump. another team that caught my eye was the Sacramento Kings. So they got, they got the top four pick. Sacramento represent. I know that they haven't made the playoffs since like, I don't know, like before we were born. Was it one? Oh one, I think. Maybe and was I, it one? I think it was one. Oh one, yeah. But uh, they got so you got De'Aaron Fox, you got Demontis Sabonis, 
and then you you got De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis. You're getting a new head coach in Mike Brown, and then now, well, everyone knows that the top three is probably going to be Chet, Paolo, and Jabari Smith. But now, but that fourth pick, I think a De'Aaron Fox, Jaden Ivey guard duo is going to be ridiculous. I mean, that would work. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be more interested if they, they might, if they trade Fox, maybe. They tra- trade Fox. I know Fox is like the centerpiece, but I don't even know if he still wants to be there. But Plus, do they want to? Do they want to win? Jaden Ivey's the difference maker. I don't know if he's that much of a difference maker that's going to put push them into like I guess the play-in maybe. Yeah, but like once like the like who, like it's definitely like something to think about, but it's something like good to build off of, and it can, it makes it like attractive for. Like not like star free agents, not, but definitely for like some free agents that like yeah. But I mean those those guys are if you're going to Sacramento, you're getting money. So what they have to do is if they want to bring in a guy, they have to throw a lot of money at him. And it, if if you because who realistically who wants to play in Sacramento? It's the same situation in Cleveland. You have to draft well if you want to build a team. Yeah, Cleveland terrible free agent signings. They really can't sign anyone because Cleveland's not an attractive place to live. It really isn't. So when you're trying to bring in guys, and especially in Sac, I know Sacramento's in LA, but the team sucks. Yeah, I know it's a you know it's a decent market because it's in LA, but the team is terrible. Like you, if you're going to be a free agent and you want to sign it with a bad team, you either have to have hopes, like you said, that they're going to be successful in the future, and that you think they're actually ready to go over the hump, or you're signing old veterans that are like, I just need a contract. Or and if you want to bring in a big player, you have to throw a ma- like a max at them for a guy who probably doesn't deserve a max. Yeah, realistically. All right, but uh, I honestly think that the top four is going to go. As much as I hate it, but I think I think Chet's gonna go one. I, I also don't think he's gonna be successful. He's not gonna be good. I, I we could go back. We can eight months into the future, we could be wrong or we could be riding the money. But I I just don't. I don't think. I don't think his build like like he's he's not as he's not as fluid as KD, which is a, a situation for a guy who's that big. Yeah. Um, and but it's like he he likes. Can you like imagine him like going down low against a guy like? Bam out of bio. Even a guy like Jared Allen, like or Jared, yeah, like Boogie Cousins would bully him, like yeah, like Carl, like Cat, Cat would bully him, and he plays kind of the same same style, and he's yeah. bigger, yeah. I and mean, I guess he's less fluid, like a guard, but he could shoot just as well. And I mean, you look at all these center position. I know it's kind of like it's changing in the modern NBA, but the more we look at it, the more it's starting to go back to what it used to be. When you look at all these successful teams, they have a an anchor down low. I mean, Wiseman and. Golden State is a difference maker. He really is. Yeah. And you got, I mean, Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert. I'm not a huge fan. But Carl Anthony Towns was a centerpiece of that team. Bam Adebayo is a huge difference maker. Al Horford, they lost without him. Huge difference maker. And now, the only team that really doesn't have that centerpiece is the Mavs, but they're just the Luka Doncic show at this point. Yeah. They are. You, know, you just need something running through the middle. Right, and it, it's more of like an anchor than anything. You have to be like, you can't trust a guy who, you know, muscle guys out and pull down boards yeah I do think Jabari Smith is going to be he's going to be a good player I, I don't understand the Kevin Durant comparisons he's more like he's a better Richard Lewis in my opinion Richard Lewis blast from the past yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a better Richard Lewis in my opinion but and Antoine pa- Jameson vibes and Palo- <laughs> yeah, Antoine Jameson Al Harrington <laughs> I mean you got like Sean Marion he plays the same style of basketball <laughs> yeah but Paolo Bancaro is going to be pretty good probably he's yeah you know, the, like, this is just... It just depends on the team that he goes to. Yeah. Because if he goes to the Thunder, 
Like, they're not going to be good until they get, like, the current third graders that they yeah, traded well, they up have, for. they have all the middle school voice crack alert, but they have all the middle school draft picks, I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, they well, might be drafting freaking Kendrick Perkins Jr. before they <laughs> become good. <laughs> uh, well, we were naming players from the past, kind of random. Uh, greatest mid-range shooter I've ever seen, Sean Livingston. I've never seen him miss a mid-range jump shot in his entire career. DeRozan? Have you seen Sean Livingston play basketball? Uh, yes. Well, before him. he, well, after he... Destroyed his name. I watched him play in Cle- against Cleveland in those finals. Oh my God, did he torch them off the dribble just mid range? God, was he so good yeah. at that? Also, the NBA Combine is today. It's uh, the, the stupidest res- thing. No one even cares. I know, but the results came back for. Mar- I didn't even know there was an There's NBA an NBA combine. NHL NHL Combine is literally pull ups. How many spins you could do on a fucking bike? It's yeah. like. <laughs> but uh, Mark Williams' official measurements: seven foot two in shoes, seven and seven, seven feet six and a half inch wingspan. Nine nine feet nine inch standing reach at two hundred and forty two pounds with five point four percent body fat. Jesus, you want to you want to hear something funny? We're Mark Williams, about, you are a neck. <laughs> you want to hear something funny about combines? Uh, Phil Kessel couldn't do a, a fucking pull up, and look at him now. Like the NHL combine means nothing. <laughs> yeah, he'll be shining at Arizona State University. <laughs> oh my god, they can't even change the logo on the they ring. Can't, yeah, they, it's, it's the pitchfork. That? They can't change it, bro. This is the most like. This is, like, this is sad. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Remember when the Steelers were playing in that no-name field for a while? Or who was it? Was it the Steelers? The it was, Steelers? No, was it New Orleans was playing? Where was New Orleans playing when Katrina hit? Oh, they were playing, I think, in Florida, right? Well, I know they played one game in Florida this year, or this past year, because of some hurt. I forget what the hurricane was. But yeah, when they torched the Packers. I don't know. No, what? Who was that field that had the no name in the end zone? It was like the stripes. Was it the Steelers? I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I might be speaking out of my ass here. The Steelers usually. Um, I mean, they've. They, they do that sometimes. No, but they there was one. Put, like stripes in the. Yeah, zone. but there was one. Ah, oh, whatever. I'm speaking out of my ass. Forget it. Yeah, you are speaking out of your ass. Yeah, but I think if after hearing about Mark Williams, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Mark Williams over Jalen Dern. <laughs> maybe. Listen again going to be a very interesting draft because if home green goes one which he definitely will and he's unsuccessful orlando takes three steps back oh yeah and sorry sorry mickey mouse you, you can't afford three <laughs> steps back i mean that team is it Fultz. i don't know what Fultz is <laughs> i don't know what Fultz is i don't know what jalen suggs is i don't know what cole anthony is i don't i don't know what, what franz wagner is i just don't know any what any of these guys are and it's like i don't know they have to they have to figure out a lot of things before they can move forward. i feel like the rockets could benefit yeah, well, I mean, Jalen Green is that guy. Like he said, he scores the ball a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there was a mistake ahead of him. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mobley, Mobley was the best pick for Cleveland. Josh so Rosen type energy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know all the guys picked in front of me. Doesn't make a team. <laughs> Doesn't make a team. Classic. The Jamal Adams. I remember. All, I remember yeah, all the guys picked five, in front of me, brother. Five, weren't you picked like six? Yeah, five <laughs> fucking guys picked in front of you, dude. <laughs> I know all the five like guys. The Draymond Green of. thing I can understand. Like that guy was a second round pick, and he's turned out to be one of the all time greats. Yeah. But Jamal Adams, you were the sixth pick. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas had a chip on his shoulder. He had a fucking one guy interview him, and he was picked sixtieth. Yeah, like that's look at him. That's insane. Absolutely. I do want to get to football now. Speaking of football, Tim, the New York Jets. What? I think they get at least nine wins. I love this team, and I might be just the, the over under is five and a half. Yeah, which is criminal. Take the over. Um, I look at them, I look at this team kind of like, uh, they, they add much more edge, edge rushing gets better. Carl Lawson's back, Jermaine Johnson, that's two guys in the edge. Mosley's back for like the whole season. 
the secondary is pretty decent. I mean, I know they lost Marcus May, but you got uh, Michael Carter the second. You got Sauce Gardner. I mean, when I look at this team, they got more weapons offensively. I don't know. I just I like the two running back set. I just for some reason this and I say this and we're Jets fans, so Stan, you know this is how Jets fans are. Yes. <laughs> um, hopefully optimistic. Uh, I don't know. I could just see them being like, for some reason, like really successful this year with at least nine wins. I know. Shout out to Peter, probably not listening. Um, <laughs> he uh, he thinks they're gonna win thirteen games at least. Thirteen, 13? games. He thinks thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. Is he high? I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, again. If you run, yeah. he also he, well, he probably thinks the Giants are going to go like two and twelve, two and fourteen. You, you, you run down the like schedule. That. I mean, they. I don't. I think they lose game one to Baltimore. They're not winning thirteen games. They lose game one to Baltimore. They are not winning thirteen games. Okay, I, mean, I, I think my Chargers are winning like fourteen. <laughs> so well, that, well, that's like they're in the <laughs> well, best division in football. I mean, you, you, but you listen. The Jets are not winning listen, thirteen they, games. They lose, I will give a realistic prediction right now. They lose game one to Baltimore. Okay, do they beat the Browns? That's a toss-up. That's like a coin because flip. Because if Watson's suspended or not? Yeah, that's a coin flip. Okay, do they, they beat the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, they beat them last year. I would honestly take them. They got worse. I would take them to beat the Bengals this year. Okay, just because they lost Uzama doesn't mean they got worse. They, I Again, you got to think, a lot of things went right for Cincinnati to make the Super Bowl last year. Like, a lot okay. of things went right. True, true. They beat Pittsburgh. Do they beat, okay, they beat the they beat the Steelers. Do they beat the Dolphins? It's going to be, I think they split them. In, in, okay, in the, that's fair. That's fair. So either they win this one or they win the game. They do not beat the Packers. No. They do not beat the Broncos. No, but they. I think they split New England. So they're either going to win eight or a week or eight. They're or getting whatever. swept by the Bills. Probably. They're beating the Bears. Yep. They beat Minnesota. I have them beat. Oh, Minnesota. you guys have such an easy end of your season. They beat. They beat Detroit. They beat <laughs> Jacksonville. They beat Seattle. They beat <laughs> Miami. So let's count the wins. If they they beat Cleveland, they beat Cincinnati. They lose. So one one and one two. So now look, it could be. They could be three and one to start the year. Realistically, they're not winning. Th- okay, I do think they're going to be good, but I do not think they are winning thirteen. Games. I don't think they're winning. They, I do games. not think they're winning. Think they're why winning does he think games. that they're winning thirteen games when they're in the same division as Josh Allen, Tyree Kill, and fucking the new and the New England Patriots? Listen, I'm not Peter. I don't know, but I'm just he's saying. on. He's listen. They go one on, and one. He's on drugs. They go. They could go to oh so one and one or two and two to start the year. Realistically. So now they either they they lose say they lose Miami so now two and three lose to Green Bay lose, they lose to Denver they beat New England so what's that three and five now lose to Buffalo three and six they lose to New England three and seven win four and seven five and seven uh what is that where, where are we at eight. where where are we Buffalo at? week fourteen okay and five and eight and now they win they could easily fuck they're beating the Lions they're beating the Lions are beating Jacksonville yeah they're winning three straight yeah so I'm just saying I mean. Realistically, that's either eight or nine wins right there, depending on how the last game of the season. Goes. Where does he see him winning thirteen? I think he honestly sees him beating Buffalo in one of those games. <laughs> I don't know. No, the, nobody, no one circles. The it was a bold take. The Buffalo, but I, I think, I think, I think right now, criminally, that's criminally underrated. Five and a half wins. I yeah, that. Yeah, six. but the odds are very good for the over. Like, right. not not very good. The odds are very poor for the over. The Giants over under is like seven and a half. See, I don't understand that. What makes the Giants so much better than the Jets? They have an easy schedule. That's fair. But they're also in a shitty division. But like, they're in a shitty division. and They have an easy schedule. The schedule seems so much similar. The, like the, the Giants have that three game stretch too, where they play Jacksonville, Detroit, and. Seattle. Don't they play the same three teams? Uh, well, yeah, they play. 
the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans, and the Lions. Okay, so Texans mixed in. But realistically, it's the same same three It's schedule. basically the same schedule. Yeah, like, we both had the Vikings. Like, Can we can we just say this first? Tua isn't a good quarterback. He, so unless they... Fi- he's not. And unless they figure out a system... He's not. And unless they figure out a system that's going to work... The Mike McDaniel offense, man. Well, if they find out a system that works with Tyreek Hill, then yeah, but the deep ball is completely out of the picture. If that's just... Yeah, and I'm yeah they must got to use him like they, Odell on the slant. Right, so yeah. he's either going to stay low and they're going to do wide receiver screens, which could work, but how, how do you really want to do that constantly if a team could figure that out? You can't throw the ball over 50 yards accurately. So what's your game plan? Yeah. Like, realistically. Uh, yeah, gotta keep it short to mid and just hold right. Tyreek just... Yeah. But that's, a, but that's the hope. That's why I think Miami's way overrated this yeah. year. Yeah, their their hope now is that that that's successful. But if they run it, if they teams are figuring out their scheme very easily, they don't have much weapons past that. Because Tua, like we said, they even let fucking released the promo video and he was under throwing the ball. That probably was his best throw in practice. Yeah. So it's like, and there was no one guarding. Out of him. all the ones to choose from, <laughs> right? And there was no one guarding him. So if that's he was the no lined, right, yeah. And if that's the throw you're picking, then this is ridiculous because he was 50 yards out, and Tyreek is so used to this long ball game with Pat Mahomes. Now he has to adjust his game if he's unhappy. I'm happy for you Jet fans because you have like a reason to hate Tyreek Hill now because he had a choice between the Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> but I also, I I just don't like, I mean, I get why he wants to live in Miami. It's fine. Miami's cool, but <laughs> he... South Florida. I mean, no. come on. But like the Giants... I mean, warm weather down in Miami or like freezing cold. Yeah, like, that's what it is. I guess Gi- he probably wanted to go warm from fucking Kansas City. So. Yeah. The Giants, I mean... The Titans, I'll, I'll... What do you think of the Bradbury signing for the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, James Bradbury signed with the Eagles. Do you uh, think he torches the Giants? Now no, he, he doesn't them? move. He, he Kadarius Tony is going to burn him like how Terry McLaurin burned James Bradbury all year. <laughs> I, but by realistic... I'll go, I'll go down the whole schedule for the Giants right now since you, I yeah. know I kind of already... But the, go again. The go Titans, again. that's a loss. So, Maybe. Well, depends. To start the year, I think they lose just okay. just because it's the first game of the season. But yeah. they, if they play them again, they could beat them. The Panthers, they win. Yeah, Panthers. The suck. Cowboys, they lose. Well, they might split. I think they split with the Cowboys. You think year. they split with the Cowboys? Mm, to see how. Well, okay. See how. Uh, what's his face is doing at cornerback? Fucking Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. If he's getting burnt all year and he's not getting interceptions, then yes, they split. Yeah. The Bears, they win. Yep. The Packers, they lose. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, they lose. So that's three and three. Three and three. The, this four game stretch is probably the most important out of. So this is this is like the four game four wins. Yes. So you Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. They have to win those games. So chalk yeah. them up four wins because those are teams they should easily beat. Okay. The Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They already lost on Thanksgiving. Maybe they take the first one. Cowboys are better team on Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. So say say they take the first Cowboys game. So they're splitting. Yeah. So then say they won the first one. So now what are they now? So they are. So just chalk this one up as it up. It's the same thing. Okay. So they are one two. Three, four, four and one, four and two. They are four and three is what they're at right now. No, but then the four. So I have them. So just saying, they're beating the Titans. But they started three and three. We said they lose the Titans yeah. just because it's the start of the year. They're starting three and three. So as of right now, I have them losing to the Titans, beating the Panthers. They're splitting with the Cowboys. So that's three and th- that's so- three and two. Beating the Bears four and two, losing to the Packers three and three, losing to the Ravens yes three and four three and four, and they win the four game stretch. They win the four game stretch. So that's seven and four. Seven and four. They lose lose to the Cowboys. So seven we already had that right. So still seven and four. So the command. I say they split with the Commanders. Yeah. So eight and five. Uh, Eagles. I'm not too sure. I think they lose both to the Eagles. Yeah, I think they lose both too. So eight and seven. Eight and seven. 
the Vikings on Christmas Eve. I is think it prime time? Is it prime time, Kirk? No, it's a one o'clock on a but Saturday. It, but is it like live nationally televised? Kind uh, of I don't thing? think so because there's like a whole slate of Christmas Eve. All right, games. so then it depends if it's prime time, yes. Kirk. If it's prime time, <laughs> Kirk, you win by fifteen points. Because <laughs> 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 he's terrible in prime time. But if it's a regular game, it's gonna be interesting. I uh, maybe they could beat the Vikings. Yeah, that, that's a coin toss. For now, chalk it up as a. I would say chalk it up as a loss for now. But yeah. realistically, depending on how their season's going, I could see them beating the Vikings. And then we got the Colts on New Year's Day in MetLife. Oh, I, I don't. Go that. I don't particularly fun. love the Colts, yeah. if I'm being quite honest with you. But it's I, I John, think it's just Jonathan Taylor, right? And I think he might just torch the Giants. Yeah, the, the I mean, so eight and nine we have them right now, but realistically, it could also be nine and eight. It could also be nine and eight. It could be eight yeah. and nine. And I know it, Peter, if you're listening to this, he's probably going to be like yeah. disagreeing. <laughs> With Daniel Jones as your quarterback, <laughs> I'm thinking the thing is though. The thing yeah. is, though, a lot of these games. Were, I would say they would like. I would say they'd go three and fourteen, and he'd still be like, "No, that's." Less. I'm just saying. I'm just saying for both of these teams, Jets and Giants. A lot of these games you could split, so it's kind of be a question mark of what the team's doing at the time, injuries, obviously, and like how they're performing. Because again, like we said, even Deshaun Deshaun Watson's there, it's a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these split series could be a coin flip. A lot of these games are going to go, especially interdivisional, except for the Buffalo is going to go down to the wire for the Jets. The same thing. I think Cowboys and. Giants always match up well against each other. Yeah. I think Commanders, same situation. If they could get, they could. I could see them taking two against the Commanders. To be honest with you. Yeah. So it's like, again, it's it's really how they're playing, injuries, and you know how, how the game's going. They get into penalty trouble, and well, that sucks. But <laughs> you know. Oh well, but I'm I'm very excited. The future of New York football. It's pretty bright. Lot, it's here. bright. Now this Neil, is, Thibodeau, again, Wilson. I, I, and... I keep saying this though. This is like the biggest year for Daniel Jones of his. Oh, it is. Year. This is make or break his career because. Well, they declined his option. So now he has to yeah, prove that he... He has to play really He has well. to either prove that he... Well, the thing is, he plays really well this year. Do you give him a bridge deal or a long term? I would honestly give him like a, a one, two-year deal, see if he could do it again. Yeah, that's... Because the, you, you can't... can't Because again, Mitch Trubisky was... But especially now, like... Even if he's like decent, I don't think that they bring him back. Because next year's draft class for quarterbacks But if is they have good. a good year and they... If they have a good year and they... Bryce fall, Young. Right. <laughs> well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Say they go nine and eight. Now they fall down in the draft. They don't have a shot up Bryce unless they make a trade. Unless they make a trade, yeah. But, but I think Shane's willing to do that. You think they're gonna who they, they or who are like the free agent quarterbacks next year? I'd have to look into that. I'll look into look up it the, now. Look up the class because, like, realistically, if he if they go nine and eight, I don't really see an issue on like move. Why would you move on from him? Like, I don't. I don't see the whole point of moving on from. Yeah. Him. So at the end of the 2022 season, so these are all club options. Unless I completely fuck this up. Oh, this is from... I want 2023. I hope I'm right. Because that would be fucking terrible. I mean... Okay, yeah, this is the right one. Uh, No one really interesting. Right, I mean, so then... It's Gr- like... Jimmy G. No, why, why? Well, that's the same thing as Daniel Jones. I uh, know. I'm just like na- I'm just naming names. I'm not saying like the Giants should right, immediately sign if, Jimmy if, G. If that's the big name guy, then you're moving on to the same situation with an older quarterback. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. No. Why would you again? Yeah. Like I get oh, Tom Brady's on here, but he's like retiring. He already has that deal with. Yeah, he's already got that deal with deal Fox. With, he's not going to play in New York. Teddy Bridgewater. These are bridge quarterbacks. So are you trying to be like we're gonna have to? No, that's what I'm saying. No, but like I'm just saying, like free if they if Daniel Jones doesn't work out. Like no, they, but I'm, like they do. Like keep in mind, they do have Tyrod Taylor. Right, but I'm saying, say Daniel Jones goes nine and eight, and they have say they still draft a quarterback. Why wouldn't you bring Daniel Jones back for another year? Say he goes now. They have a winning now. They have like a 13 win season. The year he stays back. Now you draft the quarterback, but you still have that backup option for 
Yeah. A guy, and he's also trade piece because look what Green Bay's doing. Yeah. They got what's, they're hogging Jordan Love. Jordan Love. They have him as a backup, but it, this isn't a sticky situation. But, but like for how long though? Right. They might trade him. They they need a receiver. They might go out and trade him because Sammy Watkins is not think, the answer. Yes, dude. I don't so, th- honestly, I don't think the Packers. The Packers are going to win the division. It's just because of Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think that they're going to be like. No, they don't have any weapons. Aaron Jones. They got. They got a committee. I don't think even Aaron Jones is going to have this big fantasy value. No, because a lot of this game is now committed to the run. So if they're if you're sticking to a run, uh, not even a run, but like a short, a, you know, check down pass commit. I don't know. I've seen Rodgers be successful with bad receivers before. We have. Yeah. Because he's Aaron Rodgers. But it's like, how far can that go? Where like you don't have yeah, a playmaker. Sammy Watkins is your one. He's the playmaker, and really. MVS is gone. He went to the Chiefs. Have you seen any team win a Super Bowl where the number one receiver isn't like, well, I'm... no, that's disrespect to Julian Edelman. But they had Gronk. <laughs> they had Gronk. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude, Edelman won an Super Bowl MVP. Come on. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Percy Harvin was like also the man. Percy so. Harvin <laughs> was the man. So it's he was that he was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Football's going to be interesting this year. So Football, we'll, we'll it, it should be very out. fun. Let's see how this plays out. So, we are going to yeah. get let's jump into this interview now. to our interview with Palm Sports, and uh, so we're. Go- I mean, are you right there, Steph? Yeah, I, I, I just had a. Th- I, I thought we were forgetting something, but we're not. So we're going to get to our interview with Palm Sports. We're going to finish it off with baseball. So we're going to kick it off without further ado. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Pompey of Palm Sports. All right, it is time for our interview with Ken Pompey and Rishi Sharma of Palm Sports. So how's it going, guys? Absolutely amazing over here. Like doing fantastic, guys. So for those who don't know, Palm Sports is a, is a company that's launching or has it launched already? Or We're launched. We're, We're launched, launched. All, all ready to go. So basically, it's a company, if, you, if, I'm, if I'm right here, it's a company where if you need a coach of any sport, you can just download the app, find someone, find someone. They come to you. You don't have to come to them. And uh, so, Ken, just basically give us a rundown. Like, what was your thought process behind this, and what was, uh, and what drove you to do this? Okay. Well, in my case, uh, Sam, I'm the one who kind of lived it out without technology. Rishi is the he's a visionary who had the uh, the vision of creating an app. So it's probably best if he talks about the app. Uh, my oh. fault, my fault. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, well, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about the app. Well, it's it's quite simple, actually. Basically, what we do at Palm Sports is Ken's going to tell you all about his history and how we app and the background of it. But what is the app itself? Well, our website, our app is just a place for anyone to be able to find a coach very quickly and get them you know on the next level of their skill set on the next level of the sport that they want to reach or you know that they're good at so it's a quick uh, coach finding app it doesn't right that's primarily the the meat of it the coach part but there's a part Absolutely. part of the athletes get to meet other athletes if they want to have a pickup game if they want somebody to practice with it's a place for them to find that find uh, other athletes who enjoy the same type of sports it's another place to find a venue where you're looking to actually practice your your sport, whatever your sport is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe the elevator pitch wasn't so good right there, Ken. So, but <laughs> what I would say is, you can find 
uh, coaches. So if you're looking for coaches, you can find coaches. If you're an athlete and, you know, you finish work one day and you need a few people to pick, uh, pick up a game of basketball, hockey, whatever it is, you can go on people to play with right near you. Um, so there's there's lots of things you can do with that. Those are the bread and butter, uh, being able to find coaches, being able to find other athletes um, very quickly and very easily. Now, and uh, again, not to not to mention the venues, because sometimes uh, even with baseball, if we didn't have a, a, a facility where they had a batting cage, uh, we, we wouldn't be able to have a full blown practice. So the exactly. facility is pretty important as well. Really important. Yeah, exactly. So you can find venues, the facilities that you need to get better, you know, that have cages, hockey rinks, basketball courts, whatever it may be. You can find Same that on our app. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Hey, we know a lot of ping pong players. It's it's. You go, they know their craft. <laughs> so basically, oh, what great. you're getting at is, is basically like, let's say hypothetically, like I play field hockey, and you're mm-hmm. trying to like find like a coach or another field hockey player to play around with. So basically, this is for any sport. You got any it, sport, any sport, exactly. And uh, to start, we are starting with the sports. Um, basketball, soccer, hockey, football, and what is the one that I'm missing? The fifth one. But nonetheless, baseball. There we go. That's the <laughs> He's got two sons in the major leagues. You're forgetting baseball? <laughs> how could I, how could, how could I baseball, right? So, um, so those major five sports are the ones that uh, we're focusing on. It's going to be everything from football to, um, you know, hacky sack. <laughs> So as I as I mentioned before, like, so Ken, this question's for you. Like, you're you have two sons in the major leagues, Dalton and uh, why am I blanking? <laughs> Dalton and Tristan, thank you. Dalton and Tristan both played for the both played in uh, the major leagues. So like, what has like the experience been like as like a father seeing your sons like grow in the major leagues? Uh, it's absolutely amazing, man. I mean, you start off by putting the ball on the tee uh, when they're when Dalton's four and a half years old. You play catch with them, and then you get them into uh, a a, tea, a local local baseball team. And then you slowly realize, hey, if I get him to learn how to swing a bat better, he's gonna do better. If I get him to learn how to uh, catch a ball better, he's gonna do better. So I, I started hiring people to teach them. I, I never played baseball as a kid. My family didn't have the wherewithal to put me into organized sports. So as an adult, I, I had the wherewithal to put my kids into organized sports. I even had enough money to buy to to get coaches for them. So I hired coaches to teach them how to play basketball, baseball, and soccer. And uh, they excelled in baseball. So I just focused on baseball. So uh, basic, I mean, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's a lot, a lot of chaos going on. Uh, basically, not only do you have uh, with the uh, the coaching aspect of it, you're also going with like the mental well being, and we're seeing a lot lately with the mental health of athletes. So basically, uh, talk me, talk us through the mental well being of this this project. Well, the mental well-being, well, with the boys, I had them focus on the physical side initially when they were younger, up until they, they got to uh, the, the, the Canadian, the national, the national team, the Canadian national team. Once they got there, the pressure was more intense because uh, major universities, co- colleges, and uh, then professional baseball teams were interested in them. 
So all of a sudden, I saw a side that I really didn't work on. I worked on the physical side while they were younger. I didn't work on the mental side because I didn't think that you don't need the mental side. But uh, as you get better into a sport, the mental side becomes extremely important because the competition level is that much higher, uh, whereby if you don't have the mental wherewithal to deal with that intense competition, you can literally break down. And then not only that, uh, with the boys becoming very good and uh, almost like celebrities in, in Toronto, um, they get this attention that they didn't get before. How do you handle that? Again, the mental side. So uh, again, having the money to hire, hire a coach. Uh, my wife and I, we hired a life coach. And uh, the life coach worked with, our, with, with, with Dalton and helped him. And we saw areas where we can help him at the same time. Actually, we, we got so entrenched into the, co the, um, the mental side that my wife, eventually she is now a life coach. You can find her on at valuecoaching.com where she's now working with other people who have young, young kids or even older kids who, uh, who need some help on the mental side. But the mental side is massive. Had I known about the mental side, I would have worked on the mental side before I worked on everything else. <laughs> It is so important. We don't look at it as much as we should, but it is huge. It's huge. Exactly. And we're, we're eventually going to have, you know, life coaches, um, mental health coaches, a lot of different coaches on our app as well. Um, but the focus is, um, you know, on the big five again. And then we're going to branch out eventually to cover any type of coach that you really need. Um, mm -hmm. And because we know, Ken knows exactly how big um, and firsthand um, how big the mental side of things is. So it's got to be a part of things. Yeah. So we, we noticed on, uh, on the website, um, you guys, uh, saying that it's a movement. Um, now what's like kind of the motivation behind calling, uh, calling the project, a, a movement. Well, that's where yeah. she, where she yeah. it. if I, if I can speak to that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a few different apps and a few different, you know, well, really apps that have changed the world, right? So we've got um, uh, Uber, who's changed the world dramatically. That's the one that always comes to mind. Uber Eats, uh, you know, from, um, so from getting drivers to getting your food, a lot of things in the world have changed uh, just due to apps, you know, simple accessibility, in other words. Now, why not coaches? Why not others who play sports? Right. So instead of uh, we kind of think of it, you know, instead of having a, an Uber driver that you can um, find on the app, you can find a coach on the app. You know what I mean? To help you get better at your exact sport. Right. You can find others as well. So it's kind of taking um, a big attempt at changing the entire world as we see it, but not at the, not changing it too drastically in the sense that we're doing anything new and reinventing a wheel here. We're just providing everything into a, a nice, neat app for everyone to have accessibility to anything they need when it comes to sports, starting with coaches, finding other people. Really, if you're just bored at looking at the treadmill every single day after work and you want to find a sport to play or you want to find another person to play with, get on the app. If you want to find a coach to kind of take you through some drills and get your gym work done that way, get on the app. You know what I mean? There's so many different uses you can uh, um, get with our app. And so we truly think it's going to change the world. It's going to change the way everybody um, views getting a coach. Yeah. So not only 
the youth aspect of it like can basically like like adults can they use is it usable for like the adults too if they like say you're trying to hit better in your your slow pitch softball league or anything <laughs> like that like is it better for the like can it be used by the by the older people too I can I can address that uh, as an as a mature person rather than an older person. <laughs> I, I would say uh, I started playing. I got into golf when I was in my forties, and getting into golf, I used the same model as I, as I use for the boys. I hired a coach to teach me how to properly swing, how to uh, how to get out of the stand, you know, all, all that stuff. To anybody who wants to remain active, you want you want to learn how to walk better. Hire somebody who walks regularly and is a walking professional. Uh, there's no limit to this. Age got nothing to do with it. It's it's all about you as to how good you want to get whatever it is that you're passionate about. So hopefully. <laughs> It seems like it's more of like a motivation thing when uh, that it can like connect like athletes to other people too, because there is a social aspect to this as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. There, there, there's 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 a big social Sorry. aspect. That's what I would say. Sorry to interrupt. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, when we were bringing the boys up, we'd we'd hire a coach who would, uh, a pitching coach, for example, we'd hire a pitching coach. The pitching coach would be teaching uh, Dalton how to pitch properly, Tristan how to pitch properly. Well, we would only have that coach for one or two hours for a coaching session, but then we had drills to do for the entire week. My wife and I had to work with the boys. I would be the eyes to whether or not they're, they're doing the proper technique. My wife had catcher's gear so that she could be the catcher, and so she had to help me. <laughs> Uh, just played, he was the catcher. And both boys did not hold back because they weren't allowed to hold back. They were practicing on the pitch. You know, their goal was to throw 90 miles an hour at my wife. Uh, <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> Having that experience just uh, makes it more valuable, I feel. If we had something like this as a tool, we could just call up another kid in the area who looks who's looking to be a catcher and say, can you come catch with us? You know, Dalton's looking to be, he's practicing pitching. Tristan's looking to practice pitching. Can you come catch with us? Uh, hit, uh, fielding, same thing. Could somebody come hit the ball to us? You know, rather than myself, again, who never played baseball, but after you've done it so many times, you start getting good at it. Uh, so if I could have used the coach for myself even. But I didn't. The coaches I had was the coaches that I had, but I only had them for the one and a half, two hours a week, three hours a week. And then I would take that information and I would use the week to practice the skills that he was teaching the boy. So did you have any, uh, any like bad, like uh, bad coaches or like bad coaching interactions? Cause I, I know I've had a few and it kind of like, it could kind of like make or break the uh, the sport or that that certain season. Absolutely. Uh, but as a business professional, I didn't just hire any coach. I hired coaches who had a, had credentials. I hired coaches who coached for the Canadian national team. 
I hired a track coach to teach Dalton and Tristan how to run properly from York University in the greater Toronto area where this guy worked with adults. I went into this guy when Dalton was seven years old. I said, can you work with my son? He's seven years old. The guy says, I don't work with little kids. I work with you. <laughs> I said, I'll give you 40 bucks an hour. He says, how soon can you get him here? That's what I did. You know, but most people didn't do what I did. But here we'll have an app that coach at that university can say, well, I have 10 hours a week I can apply to making some extra money for myself and coach some kids, whoever wants to learn. You have that access to that individual now. Now, uh, on the app, are you able to, uh, to like see these, uh, see these credentials for the coaches? Most Absolutely. Massive. Absolutely. So you can you can see the credentials for the coaches. They're screened and vetted um, by Palm Sports before they can even make it to the app. Um, so that's that's the first thing. And and uh, secondly, if you're a coach and you want to join the app, we you know, this is another large part of things um, that as a coach. Right. If you have got some good coaching experience behind you, um, you can join as a Palm Sports coach. Just sign up for the app. And then athletes will look to you for your services. So you'll start getting paid to do what you love, essentially, coaching other athletes. Um, so it's kind of like uh, becoming, an, um, you know, again, you're going over the Uber model. It's like having an Uber driver. But instead, if you, you don't want to become a driver, become a coach, right, instead. Right. You can uh, definitely get out there, put your name out there and have athletes find you so that you can earn income by coaching them. Yes, and as we said earlier, the coaches are vetted so that uh, we know that, okay, this guy has experience as a, a ping-pong playing coach, okay? He's, he's done events. He's, uh, he's worked with other, other uh, athletes in that particular sport. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for us to allow him to be on the app. So what's, like, the hiring process like for, like, for a coach on this app? Like, or the screening process, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, so you've got to reach out to us. Uh, first of all, uh, sign up for the app. That's where it starts. Everything starts at signing up for the app, whether you're just a regular person looking for a coach or looking for others to play with, or you're a coach yourself. Just sign up for the app, and then we reach out to you and take you through our little, uh, it's almost like a questionnaire and a little bit of other things that we screen and use to vet uh, coaches and the experience um, that they come with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and to cut to the chase, there will be a criminal record check as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always helpful. <laughs> In terms of safety, yeah, we absolutely um, will. That's a, that's a top priority for us here. <laughs> like, so basically, like, what's the, like, where do you guys see yourself in five years for, like, the image of Palm Sports? Good question. Ken, do you want to touch on that or uh, should I go for it? I started out uh, with, I'll go back to my little story. I started out with just seeing Dalton just making the local team, the local baseball team. And then it evolved to the next level, making out, making the rep team and then making the traveling team and then getting to the university and then getting to the major leagues. I see us getting to the point where rather than looking to his phone to get to uh, Facebook or any one of those social media apps, they look to our app to find a sport that they can get there and play with some other kids, find a sport where they can get uh, coaches to teach them how to get better at that sport so that they can, they can help their team 
win games in whatever sport, basketball, but you name it. That's where I, that's where I how I see this app evolving to the point where I play ping pong. Where can I find a coach? Where can I find a tournament? It's on the app. You gotta love ping pong. It's all about ping pong. Yeah, baseball and ping pong. Very similar sports, I guess you can say, in a little bit of a way. <laughs> but, uh, if it's yeah, in the Olympics, it's got to be a sport. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. You've got it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but in terms of five years from now, we definitely want to be global. Um, you know, we're starting locally uh, with a, a few local areas. Um, and, and from there, we want to just grow it out globally, absolutely globally. So if you're a coach anywhere, if you're an athlete anywhere, we're hoping to um, get you um, our app and get you on our app. You got it. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, so basically, Rishi, you were kind of like, kind of, kind of built this. How did you and Ken like sort of like meet up and like collaborate with uh -huh. each other? That's a good question. This is a really interesting story. So um, I was in law school. I'm actually a lawyer. All right. So that's oh, what wow. I do in the daytime. Right. And uh, so I was in law school and um, I was I created an app. I thought I wanted I want to build something again. That's going to change the world. That's going to change the way we play sports. We get coaches. I, I just thought of this really great idea. So I built a prototype app. Uh, just on, on my own, just during law school, the same time, just learning how to do all that stuff. And I built something that I could, you know, tangibly show somebody, like I can put it in their hand and be like, here you go. Here's what I want this Palm Sports thing to look like. Um, at that time, we called it something different. It's Palm Sports now. But nonetheless, um, I was at um, law, my law firm one day and I was introduced to Ken. And I showed Ken my idea and he said, hey, this is exactly my life story right here. And that's why I say, like, we just take the Pompeii way and we bring it to an app, right? Because the Pompeii way, Ken's got two sons uh, who've made it to the MLB, to professional sports, uh, the highest of levels. And it's not a fluke to be able to do that. By no means is it a fluke by, to be able to do that. It takes skill, hard work, determination, coaches, <laughs> right and a lot of other factors as well so um, basically our two ideas our two worlds met we collided and we thought we've got to make this happen and we've got to take this to the world everybody is going to want to use this uh, app everybody's going to want to find a coach whether it's now next week a year from now you're going to want it and then um, COVID so then we started building the app and everything um, and COVID-19 hit and um, we thought um, you know, this might be detrimental to, to our app, but not at all. So um, we just pivoted and made virtual coaching a thing. And so we've been um, doing this for quite some time, but we finally got our uh, app, our web app actually available for everyone to access now. So we just need everyone to sign up as many coaches, as many athletes as we can. We want to flood the app with as many users as we can. And, and pretty much that's what we're Ken and I in a very short bullet point form uh, have come from day one of having two separate ideas and coming together to going through the uh, little bit, the bit of a COVID era there. And finally, um, uh, having a web app for everyone to enjoy, everyone to use. So now, Ken, uh, I mean, obviously you were, you were talking about um, hiring a bunch of different coaches while your uh, two sons were growing up. Uh, how do they feel about this and kind of how, how do you and your sons, uh, like, how do you guys wish that you guys would have had it um, 
when they were younger? Uh, my sons, they did have it when they were younger, uh, but they just didn't no, have, have, have like have like the like this app <laughs> like growing up. You know what? I believe that they had something even better. They had their dad who loves them very much. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine having the human form of the app, right? That is exactly. They so, just can't, you just can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> the only part I didn't have, I didn't have the time to find other athletes in the area who could practice with the boys. Uh, with uh, my wife and I, it was just her and I doing all the practicing with them all week, uh, rather than some other kids practicing. And then sometimes we'd bring another kid in, uh, but then the boys would just tower over them in terms of their athleticism, you know. So they weren't able to meet somebody who were who was compatible with them. But it was better than nothing. It was better than nothing, you know. But now we have an app that can say, "Hey, I've played." A ball. I've played double A ball. I've played. I've played um, rookie ball. Whatever the whatever the level is in your neighborhood, you can you can partner up with that individual and practice with them. You know, it's it's always. I'd like to add that part is no charge. The coach, there's no coach there to charge you. It's just another kid meeting up with you. So that's not going to cost you nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always it's always good to be around like athletes that have like the same not only like goals and talent level as you and just like you kind of just like bond together through that. And that's like, that's always about what was like when I was younger and just basically just like, and I made like, although I stopped playing my stopped playing sports, my sophomore year of high school, like I'm still friends with like the kids that I played sports with. So it, it not only does it help you get better, but it helps you like come together with other people. And it, it make it makes sports fun. Like that's that's basically the long term goal here. <laughs> because you're seeing people these days like trying to like lose interest because of a coach and like not getting enough playing time. Like it's just it's very good to see like people coming together through sports and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And you and you see you see a lot of untapped potential. Um, I'm sure that you guys probably, everyone at one point, I think, in their life uh, wants to become some sort of professional athlete. You know, they think about it. It crosses their mind at the minimum. Um, so um, as, an, as, a, as an opportunity. But um, sometimes there's untapped potential. Sometimes people, uh, parents, don't know where to find the resources they need or how to find the resources they need to get their kids or, you know, to, to play at that next level, to reach their actual true potential. Um, and, and, of course... Sometimes um, it's it's a financial thing. Sometimes it's not having the right accessibility towards a great app that just has, you know, great coaches you can choose from. Um, but we help to solve pretty much all of those problems. Um, there's another side of our app as well that helps to, you know, fund um, underprivileged athletes. So um, basically, if you're an underprivileged athlete, um, if, if I can use, if that's a politically correct term to use today, um, then uh, you can use our app to, you know, create a following, a fan following, and your following can help contribute towards um, things like, um, you know, travel for events and um, uh, leagues and games and matches and equipment. Um, all of those things that people need to to be successful athletes, you know, your following can help you pay for those things. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that uh, um, everybody should hop on, I would say.
<laughs> okay. I didn't touch on that part very much, but uh, uh, once the boys could they get to another level, it started costing upwards of over $10,000 a year to get, to get them on a travel team. And again, because I had relationships in the business world, I would just tell my, uh, my peers, you know, my boys are going here, they're doing this, and can you help out? Can you pitch in a thousand bucks? You know, I reached out to 10 of them, 10, that's $10,000. Now, this, this information I'm giving you is stuff that I didn't learn from school. It's just as a business guy, this is how we roll. You know, we, we reach out to others to get financial assistance or assistance to, to get job, work done. Um, I would be leveraging that same information to help build with Palm Sports to teach others, this is how you do it. Your, your kids wants to play on a team and it's gonna cost you $2,000 a year. How do you get $2,000? Hey, we went out at one point, we went out in, in front of a liquor store with the whole team, the coach that I worked with at the time, he didn't understand this concept, but at least he followed my direction. We went out to a liquor store and we just put, put the cups out. We raised enough money for literally almost two years worth of training. You know, so uh, there's ways to do this that is painless. You just have to know how to get to the water. That's it. Exactly. It's just like you see, you see all around people that are, that have specific that, that that have more advantages than others, and that you guys are trying to like close the gap so like everyone is treated equally. They have the same advantages and opportunities that that other athletes have. You got it. You got it. And I was yeah. one of those guys once. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> No, seriously, I, I was one of those guys once. I didn't have uh, money to go into any organized sports. Um, we were too busy or worried about how to put food on the table, you know? Yeah. But had I had known about, had I had had an app like this with the information it has, I would have had another outlet to build my, I was a, I was a fast kid, but we did our track meet in the hallway of our, our apartment buildings. You know, that's where we did our track meet. Exactly. But I, again, if you don't have the money, that's where you go. You go anywhere that it's free. And, uh, but even if you do have the money, you could go anywhere that it's free with somebody who is at a higher caliber than your next door neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a nice give back aspect to our, um, to our app as well. Um, and I, I think it's great for everyone who needs to get that funding, that financial help. Um, to be able to do the next big thing. Absolutely. It's, it's just great that you guys just thought and considered making this app because like, I don't think I would have ever came up with this idea. I don't think Terrence would have ever came <laughs> yeah. up with this. I don't think I, like it's, it's always like something in like the back of your mind. Like there's like, you always think of like the area and like the people around you and there may not, they may not be as good or as helpful as you may think, because I can name a few guys off the top of my head, but I won't, I won't name names, but I, it's, it's, it's great to see that. Like, it's great to see that you guys are trying to help young, the younger athletes get better and give them the same opportunities that they're, that, that they could have never imagined having. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, and again, if you're a coach too, not just the athletes get to benefit, the coaches get to benefit as well, right? Because you literally generate income, put income into your pockets, put some money into your pockets by becoming a Palm Sports coach. Anytime you conduct a training session, you conduct a coaching session with someone, it's another it's another little bit of money in your pocket. And um, 
if you, again, uh, the more you coach, the more income you can earn on our app, right? So it's all up to you as to how much uh, money you want to put in your wallet. Yes, and we will be assisting the coaches with having invoices because they got to pay their taxes like the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're as real as they can get, Ken. You're doing the criminal background check. They got to pay your taxes. <laughs> Treat them like every other person. <laughs> it, it's it's just good though because like it can bring good attention to the coaches too. Because like if notice that like if people are out there noticing that like hey like their credentials are good and like and bring it can bring good attention to venues too like where like the practices are being held like someone could be like hey palm sports over here and mm -hmm. it can easily help you grow and it can easily help you uh gain big success you got it and that's how we're looking at it one step at a time one step at a time it's only up from here exactly. <laughs> it's only up from here Ken, i know you're a big baseball guy so i do mm -hmm. world series prediction I know we're New York, and I know you're. I know you're Canadian, so our <laughs> Yankees and your boys are in the same division. But we no. World Series prediction right now. We will hold it to you when October comes along. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been a Yankee fan for many years. It just so happens. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I just assumed. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I heard like the Canadian accent. I was like, oh, this guy's probably – you're the perfect guest. <laughs> the perfect guest. I, I heard the Canadian accent. I was like, wow, this guy's – like all this. Like his kid play, <laughs> this kid plays for the Blue Jays. Like this is like the – this is the Canadian dream. But I've been a Yankee fan your whole life. I know they're, they're losing right now, but that's okay. They're 28-9. I'll, for, I'll forgive them. <laughs> but it's, it's, Fair enough. That's good to hear. Yeah, Very good to hear. So Ken, Rishi, thank you so much. For doing this be sure to join the move of palm sports if you're looking for a coach or you're looking to be a coach check these guys out they're talking about ladies and gentlemen Henry, thank you so much At thank least, you no problem follow us on facebook instagram tiktok that's the best place to get to know us uh, on all our socials and you'll get to know all about us Absolutely. Absolutely. Go Yankees. <laughs> go Yankees. <laughs> we'll let that, I'm going to let that one go. All right, guys. Take it. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Cheers. Phenomenal interview with Ken Pompey of Palm Sports and, and Rishi. Yep. Yep. Two great guys. Be sure to check out Join the Movement Palm Sports. It's going to change the world. Oh, yes. One day. Got a few more segments to get after, as we are currently, you're going to get our live reactions to the Yankee game. We are recording. It is our, now Thursday. It is now Thursday. Our first segment is was on Wednesday. It is now Thursday. and uh, It is top of the ninth. Yeah. Isaiah Kinner-Falefa on second. Kinner? Kinner-Falefa. Wow, my bad. That's a My first. bad. That is a first. Yeah. You know, my print. Hey, I went to speech when I was younger, all right? Me too. <laughs> I wasn't at all. Oh, yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so baseball, I mean, there's not much to complain about. Honestly. There isn't. Yanks, except although Josh Max, Donaldson. Although, if you're a Mets fan. Striking out. If you're, if you're a Mets fan, uh, it's not good. No. 
Max Scherzer was pulled from his start last night, and uh, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I thought Gonzalez got hurt, but anyway, <laughs> Max Scherzer is out six to eight weeks with a moderate oblique strain, and that's just a big blow for the Mets because yep. now you're down Degrom, you're down McGill, and now Max you're down Scherzer. Max Scherzer. So now your number one starter is Chris Bassett, and then and the offense isn't producing, although they are winning, I believe right now. Wow. They're finally hitting. They are final. I think they are finally. They were. They are up 5 4 in the bottom of the eighth. But. Oh, okay. Where does it go from here? Uh, Tim's not here, by the way, either. He had, to go, he had to go run. He had to yeah. go run somewhere. He'll be back for <laughs> the next episode. You saw him in the first half anyway, but it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, where do you go here if you're a Met fan? Probably down. Well, I mean, <laughs> especially when you have a consistent lead in the division. It's. Gonzalez hurt? Like, what's going on? He, he did grab his left knee after the swing. Oh, great. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a strange time for the Mets. Yeah. They're going to have to figure a lot of things out. Their offense is going to have to produce a lot more. Um, Bullpen's got to step yeah. up, too. Yeah. I mean, Diaz has been... Because who, who are their other starters now? Now that they're down Bassett, three starters. Bassett, I know Bassett. Carrasco. But, like, other than... Those were the five I knew. Yeah, like, you gotta throw in, like... You, got, you gotta bring up some minor league guys, no? Like, who... Like, if I can just name a few, <laughs> I mean... You got... Like, Lucchese's on the IL. Like, you can't use him. Sean Reed Foley is on the IL, although they kind of use him out of the bullpen. Like you got Trevor Williams, you got Trevor Williams, you got Taiwan Walker, who's been like nothing since they cracked down on Spider Tack. Exactly. So many pitches have become nothing. Like fucking uh, Karen Chak on the on the Indians. Like he's been yeah, he's been nothing without it. And I don't know if you're if you're a Mets fan, it's uh. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a rough <laughs> six to eight weeks, especially yeah. with uh, Degrom. There's no really timeable. There's no set time for him to come back. I, I honestly don't think he's coming back this year. I don't. Think I so don't either. think so. I don't. And if if I was the Mets, I wouldn't have him come back, even if he could come back this year. Honestly, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to come back. And then risk getting hurt again. Yeah. At the, G- at, the, just, at the second half, Gonzalez of the just took a breaking ball right down the middle for strike three. It was they're down to their last out. Middle, it's, middle, it's, middle it's, lane right there. It's, it's DJ. So let's see what happens. Come on, DJ. Yankees at risk of uh, three out of still three out of four. Not terrible. Not terrible, but Orioles. I would love to make it four out of four. But yeah, but I mean, oh, they are. It would be it would be criminal to not mention. Um, what happened with Aaron Judge in this series? Oh my God, Camden Yard <clears throat> sucks now, and even even the it's, Orioles it's just are speaking ugly on. too. Yeah, now. it's not like, it's not good. Left field is just they ugly. extended left field like how far? Although Stanton did they, hit a home run over that wall. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was yeah he hit it like three ninety two. Yeah, um, but yeah they moved it back and made it higher. Yeah, which is so dumb. I think they they moved it back. What? I'd say probably like twenty feet. Ugh. 15, 20 feet. That's awful. Um they raised the wall, I think, two to three inches. Or not two to three inches, two to three feet. 
Um, yeah, like, and there's like a corn. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's it, it looks like um, it's it's build. It's literally like you go yeah, on MLB yeah, the just, show and you fucking just, make just a stadium. Like, yeah, just like how Jeff said, it, you put it, it at it, max it, elevation. You put the wall as high as possible <laughs> so you can't hit home runs. Like it, it's it's upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting. Glaber Torres isn't too happy. And like, and it. especially like if you're the Orioles, like I wouldn't say that they're fall, fall, go, let's go, go, DJ, go, 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 you son it's of a two bitch. outs. You should be. Yep. Let's go. Tie game. Yanks tied. boy DJ. Tie game. Beautiful. And he just DJ took goes second. to second. Judge. Too. Let's go. Atta boy. Judge is up now. Holy shit. But yeah, even as the Orioles, I wouldn't want to like. You're like you taking got Ru- more. You got Rushman coming up. Yeah, and he's a switch hitter, so you want him to hit. I, you you got Austin Hayes who yeah. will hit bombs. Mullins. You know, you got it's Although basically he's a lefty, but yeah. <laughs> and then you got you got Mountcastle. You got you got a ton of righties who could hit homers, and you're playing in your own stadium eighty two times a year. You're taking runs away from yourself yeah. as well. Like, and even like Trey Mancini, he was like yeah. crediting Aaron Judge. He basically said like, no, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> He's like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get why people are like going against it. It's like, it's basically like if you take why? Yankee Stadium and move. Wait, why? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's, why is he taking first? <laughs> it's basically like if you're taking Yankee Stadium and you move the left field fence back. Yeah. Forty feet. Yeah. Like, but I mean, the Yankees do like as much. The Yankees do look good right now. Despite the, uh, despite what's going on here right now. Yes. And uh, even though they have scored every, six runs, everyone so like, everyone pray. Aroldis Chapman is warming up. Oh my! <laughs> everyone pray. Just, I trust myself going in lefty more than I trust. Yes. Chapman going in lefty. And I stopped playing baseball at sixth grade. But <laughs> that, that, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. But they're as of right now they are twenty eight and nine. The last time they finished twenty eight and nine within a certain amount of games. Stan, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. It was nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> so everyone thought that this team wasn't gonna be what wasn't going to be like I ha- including myself. Oh, myself included. Too. I I had the Blue Jays winning the division. I so. did as well. I had the Yankees coming in three with a close a close finish between them and the Rays for yeah. a second, but, but but the team the team got better as much, especially without the names like Connor Falefa. This game he's been producing. Josh Donaldson has brought like the edge to this team, because like that's what I said with like with Donaldson because like Donaldson he's like an everyday fuck you player. Yeah, like yeah. our every I just I just love his mentality. Yeah, like, our fuck you our awesome. fuck you guy was Brett Gardner and he played like once every three days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like you don't want that from you. Just don't want, you don't want that as much as I love Brett Gardner, but it's just I like those those types of players need to be playing every day, yeah. basically. Give them like a few off days here and there. But. Yeah, but like it's it, he's brought the as much as as bad as the contract is. But I said this when they traded for him. Like I guess it's just something that they got. That they're just gonna eat up. Yeah, and I mean, which is fine now yeah. because like they're they're good. They're playing really good, and, and I mean, uh, yeah, Donaldson isn't hitting the best. Yeah, but if he's if he's providing a spark in the clubhouse, then it's all worth keep it. Him. You know, and uh, I do want to get to this uh, hot rumor around the sport: Is Juan Soto getting traded this summer? I say yes. 
He's going to the contender, and where, but like every Yankee where, fan, where, where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know. A team that needs an outfielder, I'll say that. Yeah, like I don't know the Mets. Like I, although I, I do, the, although I don't think the Nationals. Yeah, would I don't. In division, yeah, I don't think they like, would. And keep in mind though, like. I don't think I, think I don't Nation, think the Nationals are in a full on like rebuild. Like they traded Turner with two years left in his deal. They traded, they traded Max. They traded Schwarber. Yeah, like they had a lot of guys on the one year deal. But Soto's got two, Soto, Soto's, Soto's got two years left in his contract. So whoever's trading for Juan he's gonna Soto, get big money too. It all the. It, I'm saying if the Yankees do get Soto. I don't think they. I don't think they will. <laughs> There's no shot. I'm trying to provide the New York so. portion to this, but like. <laughs> I do not see a universe where the Yankees get where the Yankees trade for Juan Soto. Yeah, no, the only reason if they get Juan Soto is if they're not giving Judge the bag. Yeah, which I find hard to believe. That's both. <laughs> Imagine they were to trade Judge for Soto. Like everyone's like, oh, but like even if we do get, everyone's saying like, oh, Gallo, Gallo, Gallo gone, Hicks gone, and like our entire farm. I wouldn't. I don't think I, so. I really and everyone's like that, throwing honestly. out like, like everyone's like. I remember like Kiner Falefa was struggling. That like few games and all the boomer Yankee fans on yeah. WFAM were like, "Yep, bring up that Volpe kid." And everyone's yeah. like, "Are you sure?" Like he's hitting one seventy in the minors. Yeah. Like it, it, it is a transition year for those pro, for Volpe and uh, Peraza. But yeah. I do I. I expect Volpe to be a September call up in twenty three, but I fully I expect him to be on the roster two years in twenty four. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Peraza. I don't know what they're going to do with Peraza. I have no clue. It's rare that you have two top guys in the same position. Yes. So, who knows? I'm. I mean, unless one of them just has more promising seasons, you yeah. know, and then just use the other guy in a trade. Maybe, but, but like that's what everyone was thinking with old. Like ex- the thing exactly. is, uh, it's like you're comparing, I guess, the comparison between uh, get the Yankees wanting Matt Olson, uh, you know, like in his last twenty five games, Olson's hitting like one seventy, and Gallo's yeah. doing better than him. But like everyone, which like, is <laughs> everyone like clamors clamored over Matt Olson in the off season, and then like I heard that Joey Gall, I thought that Joey Gallo was like the worst baseball player on the planet, according to you people on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess, currently uh, he is down there, but I guess Matt Olson's just worse. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you know? I, I guess Matt Olson's just worse. But I mean, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong about Joey Gallo. He's up right now. Their Orioles going with a pitching change, although it did not really make sense because they pitched to Aaron Judge with a base open with Gallo on deck, and the reason why Gallo was is on deck is because Anthony Rizzo got ejected, and that had to be the best thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. You, you don't really see that from him. You know you all. suck at your job when Anthony Rizzo is arguing with you. Yes, especially because uh, a few years ago he apologized to yes. Angel Hernandez, it was the th- worst it was a, umpire. It was, a two, it was a 3-1 pitch, and he took a strike, and he thought it was a ball, so he walked the first. And then he came back and said to Angel Hernandez, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that just shows you like what type of guy he is. Like. I know. And you you must suck at your job if yes. Anthony Rizzo's arguing with you. <laughs> exactly. So, moving on from baseball, 
It is the second major of the calendar year, the PGA Championship. Yes. Kicked off today, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods had a good start, then kind of fell off on the back nine. Well, they he started on the back nine. Mm-hmm. There, I don't, is that a golf? Uh, is that a thing now? I, I mean, uh, I mean, I you I thought it was kind of just everybody just starts on one, just different yeah. times. But I, I guess I guess some majors do that. Um, yeah, so I'm happy about my predictions right now because if you follow us on Twitter, Gallo to right foul ball. But uh, if you follow us on Twitter at New York Sports Exchange Gambling, I threw out my PGA Tour predictions yesterday. I have Scotty Scheffler winning the whole thing. He's it's his tournament to lose right now, but it's a phenomenal pick. But I right now, Roy Mac- Roy McIlroy has other thinks otherwise. Uh, five under. To start the day, so. which is shocking because I mean we well we saw it in the Masters what he's capable of we saw it on on Sunday during his last round yeah but it's he just needs to be consistent with that um, in order to win these majors I have Jordan Spieth in the top ten and he's basically in the same situation as Tiger Woods had a good start and then kind of like fell off in the back nine so. Hopefully he'll get back on track. I have him placing in the top ten, and if you saw, I have quite possibly the best name in the history of sports, Taylor Gooch, finishing <laughs> in the top forty. And I'll tell you why. No, because I have like a, I did I did my research. He played, I just love the name. It's it's, it's a great name. Yeah, but like I think that uh, he he played golf. I think he played golf at like Oklahoma State or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wait, before you continue, did you see the the thing on Barstool with um with like the the best names in sports? Oh, speaking of names, was was he on that list? He might be. I don't know. Speaking of names, did you see about did you hear about the JUCO guy that committed to Oklahoma? No. <laughs> His name? He's a quarterback. Oh, yes, I did. General I did. Booty. I did. Oh, my God. I cannot wait yes. for, like, a Gus Johnson reference during the Red River Showdown. And they just be like, Booty! Back to the going downfield! And just, like, scream. <laughs> He'll, like, scream something, like, at, like, the top of his lungs. Oh, it's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, but Taylor Gooch, I've been finishing the top four. He is... Thank you, May, for pulling it up. He is not on the list. He is not on the list. No. Okay. Gallo works a walk. Base is loaded, loaded for Stanton. <sighs> he or went no, deep already. They, oh, yeah. yeah. He went deep already. Is Could he key? do it again? Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so Taylor Gooch played at played golf at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. The PGA Championship is not in New Jersey this year. It is in Oklahoma, where Oklahoma State played... Okay. And the course where Oklahoma State played. So, Taylor Gooch, used to the course. Knows I, it I, I, fairly I, I well. Knows it very well. <laughs> I root for the course. I also root for the players that love the course. Like Scotty Scheffler. He said it's his favorite course to play in the world. Like, in the world. It's his favorite course. And he has played a ton of courses. He's played at a ton of courses. He's playing at a very high level, too. Yes. So, Scheffler to win the whole thing. He's two under through five holes right now, I believe. Not sure. I could be wrong. I I just saw his name somewhere. He is two under through five. He's three back off the leader of McElroy Stanton. Okay, Stanton. Ah, ah, dang it. All right. Please. Going next. Uh, bottom nine. Aaron, throw, throw Licky in there. 
Aaron, throw Licky in there, please. I'd rather have a Lucas Licky blown game than a Chapman blown game. Oh, hold game. up. Cashman is calling me. He must want me down in Baltimore right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, but please throw Licky in there. Licky was warming up. Please. I'm scared. I'm about to get like the alert on my phone, and it's going to be, a roll this Chapman. Yeah. I say train him in the summer. I know we're back on baseball, but like, <laughs> I say train him in the summer and get him for a piece that we need. Honestly, I could... Because uh, he's on him? an expiring contract. Yeah. Clay Holmes looks like 2016 Zach Britton. Michael King looks good, Michael too. King looks phenomenal. Okay. Um, yeah, all right, yeah. Back, back, back to, to golf. golf. Back so to right golf. now, uh, Scotty Scheffler... Uh, oh, Licky got the call. I should be manager. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Scotty Scheffler, two under through five. Jordan Spieth, he's not really doing too hot. What is he at? Because that back nine kind of screwed him. I know uh, Taylor Gooch is even... <laughs> Oh, I can't. I can't get over the name, dude. The guy's the fucking goat. Taylor Gooch, he's thirty. Oh, he's oh, he's only thirty, dude. I thought this guy was like twenty five straight out of college. Wow, he's only thirty, but still all time name Taylor Gooch. He played at Oklahoma State, so he knows the course. He's from Oklahoma. Got a root for the hometown kid. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say. Will Zalatoris is and honestly, he probably he probably practices on that course. Yeah, he probably too. practices like, on that course all the time too. Because it, like everybody always goes back to like their college to to practice and stuff because yeah. they like they keep the facility open for them. Yeah, like, but Jordan Spieth, I think. Well, I went off. He did not do well at the Masters. Jordan Spieth is two over. Didn't so. he win? Didn't he win that? that uh, he won that. He won tourn- some was, tournament. I forget the Genesis. What, yeah, he it won was the Genesis, Easter, right? And then like came top two in the in some other one. Yeah, but he's two over right now. So may, hopefully, a good day too for uh, Jordan Spieth tomorrow. But I'm liking Taylor Gooch and I'm liking uh, uh, Scotty. So yeah, on to on to. Uh, before what I saw, uh-huh. we have to talk about college football. Okay. Uh, Nick Saban oh, yes. and Jimbo Fisher are going at it, and I think I can't. Uh, just a friendly reminder: Alabama plays Texas A&M on uh, October eighth. But basically, yet There's, last night there was a <laughs> there ban- should be some scrums during yes. that game. Last night there was a banquet at Alabama, and Nick Saban was talking about uh, NIL. How like all these recruits are going places because of money, preferably uh, Travis Hunter flipping his commitment from Florida State to Jackson State, and he signed a big NIL deal with Barstool Sports. But I, I think that yes, NIL has changed the landscape of college football. But like oh, big time, big time. But but like he also brought up how like. A&M has had, like, two subpar incoming recruiting classes, and now, like, this year they've had... He's basically it's saying... Unreal. He's yeah. basically saying that Jimbo is offering these kids, like, X amount of money and all that. And then Jimbo Fisher laid into him. Laid into Nick Saban at his press conference. Today. Yeah. Basically... Called him a narcissist. Called him a narcissist. Everything. He basically said, we all treat this guy like he's like the god of... Fo-. He basically said, this guy thinks he's Jesus. Like, he thought he was God. And just like... And he basically said, look into his past. Because he's done the same thing that everybody else has done. Yeah. And it's like... You really think... He's uh, probably think, done it while it was illegal, too. Here's the thing. I think Jimbo was offering... I think every college coach was offering money. 
Oh, 100%. Like, as much as it pains me to say this, I think every coach, every coach throughout, like, the the main sport, you don't have Rizzo out there, probably would have made that play. Oh, boy. But anyway, you don't, you have, uh, yeah, I think before NIL, like, Football oh, and yeah. basketball too. Like, definitely, I will say, hundred percent. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but like, it just, it definitely wasn't nearly as Zion, much. You think Zion Williamson was? Uh, he was definitely getting something. He, that guy like, was getting a house yeah. or something. But, like, yeah, but I, as much as I like to disagree with it, but like, it's it, the guy was the most highly touted recruit since LeBron James. Yeah, like, like. But yeah, this it, this marks for exciting college football season. Yep. I I can't wait. It yeah. it should be a very fun year. It I, should be. I can't wait it to see. It should be awesome. I'm very interested to see Brian Kelly at LSU. The family. I hope LSU does not win a single You're game. You're a Notre Dame fan. I hope they got- lose every single game by 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested to see the family. As Brian Kelly likes to call, uh, this is what I'm calling. I'm calling LSU the family. Family. As Brian Kelly calls it, and I'm calling Notre Dame the family. Yes. Yes. Uh, Marcus Freeman. I think he'll be. Doing I love that guy. I love. I think. I think that they're in good hands with Marcus Freeman. Yes. But and you, I'm you, very. You, your thoughts on this? I did see this. Uh, Notre Dame opens uh, the college football season at. At Ohio State. At the Ohio. The State Ohio University. State University. Should be a big uh, rivalry with your uh, old friend there, but anyway. Uh, Ohio State's 13.5-point favorites at home. Your thoughts? Notre Dame wins. Wow. <laughs> uh, no. Wow, um, you're taking money line. No, my, my actual thoughts, because <laughs> um, I honestly don't think they're winning. Hmm. I honestly think it's going to be a close game. Close game, but... But I think they're going to cover. Maeve's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're going to cover, but not win. Okay. October 8th, Alabama A&M. Alabama's favored by 16 and a half. A and M. I'm Team Jimbo. Yeah. I saw. I saw. I saw a meme on Twitter, and it was just like a picture of Dabo Sweeney, but it, it, like, and there was just like a caption on it, and he looked like a, he looks like a preacher, <laughs> and it's a, it says in quotes, nil this, nil that. Let me tell you about a man who was nail'd to a cross. <laughs> right. Wait. So did you have? Did you say A and M win? No, AM covers. Oh, okay. I have sixteen or sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. Um Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but uh on to uh what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> on to what I saw this week. Uh a lot of things. Honestly currently nothing is popping into my nothing, head. But... Nothing's popping to mind. But let me think. Can oh. I make an announcement? Yes. Okay. Uh, merchandise. <gasps> yes. So, Is this official? Yeah. I mean, why not? 
Oh yeah. All we're right. This is news to us. I mean, we were talking about <laughs> yeah, it before yeah, we started we recording. Babe was working the magic. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we don't know what designs will be out yet, but we want your feedback on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, anything, please. What would you wear? What would you want to see us wear? What would you buy? Let us know. Would you buy like? Uh, so basically, one. I'll tell you one idea that we're throwing out there. Uh, Basically, we're gonna we're thinking of merchandise that that's specific to us, and then there's merchandise specific to the brand. So, yes. like, let's say for me, I thought of an idea. Uh, this summer is the summer of Stan. You've heard of the summer of George, which was I'm not gonna share the real reason why because that's just cruel. But I'm not gonna say what it was making fun <laughs> of. But uh, yeah, the summer of Stan. You, you it was a it, it's a great start so far. I mean, CVS. It, it was always it was always CVS. It's always CVS. It was always CVS. we showed up we showed up late. Yeah, um, Ra- uh, Rangers lost game one last night. Yeah, well, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah. You got You got to be there for omen. the whole game. It's That's a, why. It's a good. That's it's why. a good omen though because they lo- heartbreaker game one in overtime. In overtime, both game, of the series. Game two, we, they could win and will be like. This team's the greatest of all time. They just have to steal one from Carolina yeah, they, in Carolina. Yeah, they, that's what they have. To I do. have faith. I, I'm liking. I what he, I'm liking what Heedle is saying in the press conference. He's yes. very. He has me. He's having. He's having me restore hope. But I will say yes. though, I'm not really like. The I'm, Hurricanes I'm, are good. Yes, <laughs> they're I'm, fucking I'm good. I'm also very mad at um at Kako for missing that wide open. Net. It wasn't even close to. I know. Like I know. I know. Dude, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad, but it's okay. It's yes. okay. I'm not. The Hurricanes are very good, so like, I will consider this season a success, especially after not making the playoffs after five years. Coming back from a three-one lead is no easy feat. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very proud of my team and what they, our team and what they have done. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, merchandise. We're gambling merch. It's not an addiction if you're winning. Yes, that's gonna be. That will that will have to be a shirt. That's a shirt. <clears throat> then there's uh, let's see what else. Terrence, you got any? Got any? Not currently. Oh, merch idea right now. It was always CVS. Yes. It was always CVS. I mean, CVS Pharmacy, my local consumer value store, is a really. Uh, <laughs> we, we could. Uh, <laughs> New York Sports Exchange X CVS. <laughs> yeah, no, we could, we could put a, a, a picture of me in, in my brace. Um, uh, TJ Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy John Terrence. We were also thinking of like. Like a show thing, like yes, I I really liked that idea. Friends, so like New York Sports Exchange with like the dots, and then what was the other one? The Seinfeld one. Seinfeld, like New York Sports Exchange with like in like Seinfeld style. So, mm-hmm. let us know what you think of it. Definitely, uh, maybe yes. Have we to say. want your opinions. Yes, we Definitely. want your feedback. Reach out to us, please. And if you're friends with any of us, maybe we'll give you a discount. Maybe we'll not. We badly need the money. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We need your money to help us with our financial needs. So please, <laughs> please give us some feedback. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, anything. Anything. I message. And be sure. <laughs> I message. Kick. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> Parlor. <laughs> Group me. <laughs> Kick. Add me. What was the thing that Lobo uh, would always. Uh, oh, MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> that was like Facebook before Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also speaking of social media, be sure to check out Palm Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be sure to add them. Be sure to follow them. Join the yeah. movement. 
What I saw this week. There were a lot of things I saw this week, but I'm trying to think trying because to think. I did see something and now I've lost it. Oh, here's something I saw this week. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, their baby was born. Oh, really? Really? Yes. Rihanna has given birth to her first child. No name yet. Screw ASAP, though, for uh, cheating on her. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, unless I'm, full, unless I'm proving false information, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Terrence, what did you see this week? What did I see this week? Oh, we also have to talk... Uh... Yeah, that's Terrence's dog, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. We have to start somewhere. Hmm. What did I see this week? You know what? Come back. Uh, Maeve, what did you see this week? We, oh, we no, have to talk. I gotta think. Should we talk uh, Team Johnny trial? I'm Team Camille. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I don't know if this is recent. I saw it today, but she, like, donated money. Camille or, or Amber? No, Amber. Oh, to she what? allegedly said that she donated, like, $7 million to a charity, but... She was caught lying about that, and she only isn't had... that perjury. I don't really. If know. she's like she's lying on the stand, that's got to be perjury. Yeah, you can't. You, you swear <laughs> you're you can't, you can't. <laughs> she testified that she donated all of her money, or not all of her money, but seven million dollars to a charity. But really, the only thing that she had related to that charity was Elon Musk donating five hundred k under, like, in her honor to the i don't know what charity it was let me look that up but but, uh oh so that actually brings me to what i saw today (laughs) what did you um because i kind of forgot about the uh the trial but um you know i saw um amber heard mentioning kate moss in her uh who's kate moss again in the in her uh cross-examination who's kate moss uh the okay wait is that like the crazy like yeah who's i feel like i've heard of that name but i'm forgetting like what it i I forget exactly too but i i I heard her mention it i was like i was like oh she's screwed now kate moss is a british who is um is she like related how is she like involved with amber heard i don't know i'm not really sure oh but the charity that she allegedly donated to, um, it was the ACLU. Oh. What's that? Mm, one second. <laughs> yeah, so apparent... Why? Oh, okay. So maybe this Kate Moss plays a role to this because this article says that once Kate Moss was mentioned, like, Depp's yeah, lawyer... It opens like, up, yeah, like, a bunch she, of doors like, for like, them to use, like, yeah, she, alleged yeah. affairs could, like, and stuff. Up and now. the Yankees lose. Oh, no. Anthony Santander with a walk-off home run. The Orioles have won the World Series. <laughs> Congratulations to them. This is as big as it gets. Uh, yeah, but now, oh, now well, she could she could testify four. and you know, why is he, what it, why are you like kissing the crowd? Okay, it's the Orioles. They it's they the don't Orioles. really win too many games, so yeah, you so, know we'll yeah. we'll let them celebrate. This is their World Series. It took three out of four. All good. It's okay. Yeah, 
I'm not. I'm not. Her, if this was Chapman, I'd be throwing shit. But yeah. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. What are you gonna do? Let's see. Yeah, that's a bad. <clears throat> yeah, pitch. cut her middle in. Yeah, that's yeah, a bad that, pitch. That's that, a bad pitch. That'll do it. Oh yeah, well. We'll do it. What are you gonna do? I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Montgomery just. He'll you'll give as many runs as he'll give you. So. Uh, yeah. Oh. They, well. they never give him any run support. Um, but yeah. Oh, well. I mean, now here comes Get Soto. Here comes the Get Soto tweets. But anyway, all right. Uh, I did see uh, Camille. Camille, the associate on Johnny Depp's team. What what a... a She should just open her own practice and just start there because she fucking... Yeah. Did she move cross-examined? Yes. She fucking... She was good. She nailed it. She was really good. (laughs) And then they amber her. He won't even look at me. Look at him. Like he won't even look at me. <laughs> I find it is so. <laughs> she sounds like the high, the high school girl that like yeah. craves the attention. Like he won't even look at me. Like look at her. <laughs> oh my god. Go cry about it, Amber. I'm sorry, but I, I I'm Team Johnny the whole way. Oh yeah. All right. So, fa- uh, fun fact. Fun of fact of the day. Keep we it gotta... short and sweet. I will. We had a great episode <laughs> with uh, we had a very great episode with Ken Pomeroy and Rishi of Palm Sports. Our fun fact of the day: What did Bruce Lee study? The l- largest influence of Lee's martial arts. I feel like it's going to be so something. Was his study crazy. of Wing Chun, which is something that was taught by his teacher Yip Man in 1957 after losing to a member to members of the rival gang. So, that is it. We have a great episode. We will see you next week. Peace out. See ya.